0: Hello there, my friends. Welcome to your latest borderline. This is podcasting's Danny Buckler welcoming you to this uh, this regular episode. I would say this week's, but it's two, two weeks since the last one. I've been travelling. What can I tell you? I took the sort of I've got a portable kit for the road now, by the way. Oh, before we do anything else, I've got to get it out there before 90% of you turn off because you haven't got the attention span. Hit subscribe. Hit like. Hit share even. Get involved with this show. Spread the word, my friends. It's your new favorite podcast. It's the podcast you didn't know you need. It's the hero we've all been waiting for. <laughs> oh my good god! Mm. Late, late because I've been traveling. I've been working overseas again. So, and there are issues. I, I've got a little portable setup now, so I can do this from the road. And I'm gonna this next because I'm going away again this uh, this week somewhere. I can actually do this. But where I was, I was in the fjords of Norway. So my plan was I knew I was going to a place called Flom, which has got this beautiful vistas. You know what I mean? It's sort of the proper sound of music experience. The, the ship that I'm on goes up the fjord. You get off at the end, you go for a walk. I thought, right, I'll do borderline live from the mountains. I'll, I'll set it up. I might even do a meditation video as well for the people that are into that. Because, you know, everyone is right now. It's like the new thing, isn't it? So I'll set it all up. It'll all be lovely which I did. I'm strolling up there high on the hill like a lonely goat herd with all my kits, set up the tripod, the camera, all the things. This fog come out of the clear. Blue. Like the the film, The Mist, it was like that. This thick rolling. Like I could see it cut like a wall of fog before, before I could pick record as well. Jesus. And I literally watched my camera disappear as it hit. Because the fog there is terrifying when it comes in. Oof. I'm in a whiteout. I can't see more than a foot in front of my face and the camera's two feet away. So I sort of Felt me way to it, kind of got that quick. And got worried, I can't, I can't do this. It was freezing cold and all. I was like a podcast in this mist. I couldn't get a clear picture. It looked like, I might as well have recorded it here. I just had like four or five incense sticks going or something and then lied to you. Yeah. Oh, here I am in Norway. You can't see it because of the fog, but trust me, it's gorgeous out there. Sound of music country. Except you can't really do the Julie Andrews thing. They frown on that. If you try and sort of run around the top of the hill, giving it a bit of... You might cause an avalanche. And the locals frown on that. Would have made for a more interesting film, though. Maybe I would have watched it again if she'd done that. <laughs> the hills are alive with the. <sniffs> what? 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 The sound of screams coming from the village below. Some silly cow's up there singing. She started an avalanche. Flee! A tsunami of sound and snow. Anyway, I'm back now. I'm doing one of these before I go again next week. But next week, I'm in sunnier climbs. So hopefully, the mobile kit will work and regular service will resume. Because that's the key to beat them algorithms regularity. But being away means I've missed the topical story of the moment, haven't I? The Will Smith slapping. Mm. I'm too late with it, you know, because that could have got me some followers. Because everyone was talking about that. And I could have done like a big old. YouTube, those photographs, what they call it? The thumbnails, like, you know, the picture of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and me going, ooh, like in the corner with my giant face. They're trying to trap the the uh, attention deficit generation into my web of podcasting. But uh, I missed it, missed the boat now. It's old news. He's had his, 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 uh, his punishment. He's had his 10-year ban from the Oscars. Woe is him. Should have been a prison sentence. I've got nothing to say about the slapping itself beyond... What Jim Carrey said, I think he hit the nail right on the head and arc it me, talking about him like he's a peer. Oh, me and Jim, yeah, Jim Carrey, absolutely nailed it. Me and Jim, you know, we're both in comedy, we're both actors, so technically we're uh, we're peers. I should have been at them Oscars. If they'd seen my performance as Fittipaldi in time, I'm sure the nomination would have been there. The award for best two and a half seconds on a YouTube live streamed event thing goes to. I'm missing the acting, man. If you listen to the last episode, the story's there, most of it, you know. I left the corset out a little bit, I forgot to mention, maybe wear a corset. This is the thing, we actors are under extreme pressure. If Will Smith has been through a fraction of what I've been through playing Fittipaldi, I understand his latent rage that was inappropriately expressed. Because I had to spend two days in a corset and that will make you want to slap a man. Yeah, I touched on this last time. Long story short, I'm playing Emerson Fittipaldi in a very brief appearance in a short film to launch the new Lotus car. You can find it online and watch it now. And um, But they got me the costume, the makeup, all the gear. I've told this story before and I've told you about the corset because the real Fittipaldi was very proud of his waspish figure. And somebody somewhere in the chain of events, somebody in the sort of the world of that you never see with these things, the the money people, because all these things have got some the the team behind it. Like you've got the team behind this podcast, for example, is essentially me and the Zenduck. But uh, there will be a team one day when I build this up, when I build this Danny Buckler PLC conglomerate machine thing into a million dollar (laughs) consortium. Oh, it's coming. I watch billions. I've been taking notes. But I had to wear a corset. It's a long story. Short. I'm not a fat man. If you're watching the YouTube vision, you can see I'm not. I have no embarrassment here. I'm not. You know, I'm not Joe Rogan, but nor am I Stephen Seagal. I'm. A, I'm a happy. I'm somewhere in the middle. But they gave me this corset to wear anyway. Like we don't want to recast because he is Emerson. I mean, you know, guys, you can't recast this role. He is Emerson Fittipaldi. There's no one better for the. Play. But he needs to lose about 20 pounds overnight, so course it was the answer. Or this sort of spandex thing that I had to wear, so I forced myself into that. It took a couple of shoehorns, and about four or five men helping me into it. Got into this thing and it squeezed my guts right in. So there I am. Oh God! But it's, it's like once it's on, it ain't coming off for like 12 hours. You know, just to, so there I am, fatty Pauldi. They're, like, squeezing it all in. <laughs> Squeeze. And because it's like a toothpaste tube, so it squeezes the fat in on my belly and it sort of pops out the, the top, over the top of the the corset. So now I'm, I'm fatter, apaldi squeezed into titty-paldi. Do you know what I mean? I've got this, like, oh, the discomfort was immense. But it sort of suited the dynamism of the role, you know, because I, that gave me that sort of fitter, Pauldy energy when I came round the side of that car for my two and a half seconds of... You alright, mate, with the handshake? <laughs> and the slight nod of the head. Classic buckles acting there. Like he really finds the he really finds the truth in the character. Fittipaldi would have nodded slightly in that moment and blinked. And done that hand gesture. All spontaneous. And then ripped off that corset and taken the deepest breath ever, because God almighty. Do not ask me about the bathroom arrangements. But the point is this I can understand the frustration of the actor. I can understand being there on a the night being lauded. Someone makes a quip at your wife because she's got this some um, alopecia. Though am I the only one that can see hair? I don't mean to be an arsehole, I really don't. But she looks to me like there's hair that I thought alopecia was, it fell out. Like if you look at people that suffer from it, they've got the shiny paint you know they have got it's gone their hair's fallen out but she very clearly had what looks to me like a shaved head because you can see like the hair I, mean, am I, am I, I don't know if I'm getting this wrong or if she's so don't have a go at me if I've got this wrong and that's what alopecia does it leaves a little bit behind it just doesn't grow or something if, if I've had this wrong I apologize there's been no research done beyond looking at the video and going but she's got hair. like it looks like a shaved head to me so i wouldn't have known and if i didn't know she had alopecia and i believe chris rock didn't know i I very well might have made one of those jokes if fortune ever favored me with the oscars presenting gig and never say never that's why i'm trying to be careful on here what i don't want is for that to actually happen like in five years time suddenly because of some weird quirk of fate i'm playing the mad hatter in the batman part five or something and then suddenly someone goes through the archives and I found a podcast back here from 2022 when he was taking the piss out of Jada. That's enough of him. <laughs> have him out. Cancelled. But it looked to me like she had it anyway. A joke. I'm not, not a joke I would not make. I'm, I'm, I'm not a cruel comedian. I'm not, I'm not a successful one. So again, I would never be in that position. Never say never. But right now, that ain't happening. But I... And I don't know Chris Rock, obviously, never, you know, never spoke. I do know some big hitters in the comedy industry, um, but Chris Rock is not one of them because of, you know, neither is Jim Carrey. I'll imply that they're peers on here. <laughs> oh, I'm entitled to comment on their work. We're peers. Uh, but I, would have, I thought he composed himself very well. If someone did that to me, like he must have had a million lines running through his head after that that he could have done. That would have been hilarious, but would have potentially made it worse. Um, and also, he must have, I mean, there is an impulse when you get hit to swing back. Do you know what I mean? So to have that kind of self-control, to not even, to just sort of try and laugh it off. And I thought he held it himself very, very well. That's the other thing that Smith did. He walked up, hit him, then he turned on his heels and walked straight away. So it was like there was no chance of a fight escalating. You know, you didn't have the guts to stand there and actually go, you know, what's that all about then? Let's have it out right now. No, he's walked up, slapped him, turned around and minced off. Yeah. Well done you, Mr. Case. You know, if you know it's somebody... Which you never, ever should. Again, Jim Carrey nailed it for me. The only one of them that spoke about it afterwards that really nailed it was Jim Carrey. And I have nothing to add to that. And again, one of my actor friends. I don't... <laughs> but he did. He was on an interview and he said the perfect thing as far as I'm concerned. There's never an excuse to wit someone. Especially not over words. Never. 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 For all my joking, never. But... Yeah, just to walk up and do that, then turn on your heels and mince back to your seat. Oh, like you're the big daddy who's just laid down the thing. And, oh, that man needs some help. And slap being slapped hurts, mate. It really does. Charlie Cray of all people. When we were in one of our chats, and we used, I used to hang out with um Charlie. This is years and yet this is in the nineties when I, was, I lived in a... I've told this story in a show, the full thing. But the long story short, I'm living in a little flat, in a, not even that a room, in a pub. with a, like Not even a real bed, it was like a camp bed in it. And all my stuff in cardboard boxes. I was there for about six months, seven months. And uh, in that time, uh, I, the, the pub was owned by a man called Laurie O'Leary. Best friends with the Cray family, with the twins. And Charlie would come in for a drink and a chat. And I'd reminisce and I was around for it. And I got to hear some amazing stories. And um, one of the things he told me one day was, if you're going to instigate, Daniel, if if you're going to instigate, you just want to make a point. Never punch someone. Slap them with an open hand. Because it really, really hurts. But they'll feel like a right prat filling in the police report. Oh, he slapped me. So it never goes any further. But you'll make your point. Cheers, Charlie. Noted for later use never done it in my life but yeah the open hand it's not it really hurts it stings mm. much more than you think i mean that hurt him that that was a proper whack and those not oh it was fake this is, all the people on the twitter oh this is fake hollywood this has obviously been fake for publicity they're obviously making it up to sell their movies and then like you're well, actually no they're not because <laughs> why would you do that why'd you ruin yourself to try and sell your your next film he's had projects pulled Now, that was a genuine moment of something went wrong, breaking down in in, in Will Smith's mechanism. Uh, Again, I I don't know the the reasons why that would happen, but that's my cutting edge take on it, (laughs) of all that. So that's where, there's my topical bit. Will Smith hit Chris Rock and it was wrong. But for Will Smith to break like that, there must be a lot going on, man a lot of stuff I don't want to comment on the sort of news stories I've heard about her uh, her peccadillos but um yeah poor bastard and then simultaneously unforgivable you know you don't hit someone simple as that what's your hot take on the on the issue Danny what do you reckon to Will Smith hitting Chris Rock poor bastard must have a lot going on in his mind but it's unforgivable <laughs> ultimately everything is forgivable because that's how we move on that's how we move on we forgive don't we not not for us not for oh, sometimes not for the other person just for ourselves to give ourselves some peace you have to forgive the abuser because otherwise you carry that and it carries on they keep winning and chris rock has forgiven him i believe everything i've seen chris rock say about it since has been very much in the in the forgi- in the You know gracious mode you know he's handled it very well superbly well applaudably well cut to edinburgh next year chris rock what was that all about the posters him getting (laughs) that's what a lesser comedian would do and let's not mince words i am that lesser comedian if he'd slap me, that would absolutely be the Edinburgh show. Big poster, me going like, ah, holding, holding the side of my face. What was that? The show would be called The Slap. And I'd make it that, be the big That would be the thing. All oh, the story behind the story. You get the whole lot. <laughs> Speaking of stand up specials, I've got a recommendation for you. Brilliant, 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 brilliant piece of comedy. Um, Sean Walsh has done a special, and he's put it on YouTube for free. It's called Kiss. Um, I don't know how you find it, because when I Google it, it doesn't come up. I think you have to go through his Instagram page. There's a link on there. But it, it's well worth your time. It's one of the best hours of stand-up I've seen in a couple of years, even. Just a brilliant, brilliant show, and it's out there for free right now. It is superb. I There's no... He's not asked... This is purely genuine recommendation... If you've not clocked it yet, clock it. It's great, great, great. Go and do that. Um, Yes, have it. How am I doing for time? Oh, 16 minutes already. So what have I done so far? I've sort of covered Will Smith, but not really. (laughs) Stay away from topical buckles, stick to the stories. it's such a weird reality tunnel it must be that big hollywood reality tunnel to live in you know how we all we all live in our own reality tunnels we don't live we never touch base reality ever you know we 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 filter it we filter it through like you know through our senses but also through our beliefs and all the conditioning we've got in us that's filtering the information that's coming into us and then turning it into our responses and uh you know, and everyone's living in a different reality tunnel. We don't. That's just the way it is. Everyone's in their own. And if if you're two two reality tunnels, when you meet someone, if you don't get on with them. It's because your nervous systems aren't in sync. They're literally perceiving a different world to you. That's how you get Brexit, things of this nature. Like you can look at a queue in a supermarket, and there'll be four different four people in the queue, four individual realities, all of which are completely different. There'll be a reality tunnel where the Tories are doing a great job. There'll be a reality where the Tories are screwing up everything, and we need Starmer. There'll be a reality tunnel where only the Greens can save us, and that you know what I mean. Everyone's in their own thing, and they'll never get on. They'll never because they're all out of sync. So we find our own little tribe, and we hang out with the people that we sync up with, and that's what happens. But that big Hollywood reality tunnel, when you're immersed in it, must be—I mean—must be transformative initially. Mike Nesmith of The Monkees wrote a brilliant book called Infinite Tuesdays that I recommend by the way. It's a cracking read and he talks about celebrity psychosis in that. About how quickly it changes your nervous system getting that famous that quick with The Monkees in this particular instance. He tells a story about Davy Jones and it's like the first day he turns up on the lot to record The Monkees. The barriers down, and he has to explain to the guy behind the door, "I'm Davy Jones. I'm here to. I'm new. We're recording a new show called The Monkeys. Can I come in?" The signs in. The guy raises the barrier, and it was like two weeks from that to Davy Jones pulling up at the barrier, not being recognised by the guard, having a temper tantrum, and driving his car straight through the barrier, smashing it off. And then uh, their producer got the barrier and had it nailed up in their office to remind them to sort of rein it in a bit, you know. It's a great book, that Infinite Tuesdays by Mike Nesmith. Um, but that, yeah, this I, I was thinking about that, looking at this, that celebrity psychosis thing. He, he, Will Smith lives in a weird, in his reality tunnel, he's done nothing wrong. You know, it's like he's, he's God of his own universe. He's gone up there, slapped a man, gone back to his seat, won his Oscar, gone up and accepted it could, without any t- done a speech. Where he, he literally is like, maybe say sorry for hitting a man not half an hour earlier. And then he went out and partied like nothing's happened. Celebrity psychosis. You know, never heard the word no. At least hasn't heard it for a, the longest time. I've seen it as well. I've seen uh people behave bizarrely you know big celebrities who behave but it's like the way they treat people sometimes you think to yourself what what do you think everyone who saw that thinks of you you know everyone in this room now thinks you're a prick do you know what I mean because you've done that to a waiter in a restaurant or you've done that to a fan that you've been rude to you've dashed off It's a strange one. Cause in their heads, they they're they're the king. In their heads, they're the Don. When they're being rude to Waitstaff, when they're being rude to fans, they're 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 the Don. They're the governor in their own head. They're fine, but everyone else's perception you know. And that's why you remember the gracious ones, that we the ones that were beautiful. Cause that's the flip side of the coin. I've got famous friends who are absolutely beautiful with their fans. I've got a famous friend. I won't say who. Um, but no matter how, what's going on with him, anyone who comes up to him, he's so gracious with. And he gives them time and he gives them, you know, their attention. And it gives them a little something. He'll pose for a photograph. He's Nothing's too much trouble, ever. And he makes people happy. You know, anyone that meets him is leaves happier. It's a better way to be, isn't it? He's a wonderful man. That's what it is. It's what's inside. The the, the real thing comes out, you know? What was inside Will Smith came out in that moment. In that moment, you know, specifically like, you know, had Chris Rock made that joke 10 minutes later, who knows? Had Will Smith been there on his own without his missus, who knows, you know. But in that moment, all those circumstances coming together to make that happen, and it's the only thing anyone's talking about. Imagine being Samuel L. Jackson. You've waited all them years, you've been in the business, God knows He's in his late 70s now, it must be 50 years of solid acting work. And then you're finally getting your Oscar. And it was like three weeks later when I even found out that he had... Because the Will Smith thing just wiped everything else out. I don't know who won anything else. That's all anyone's talking about. That pissed me off. And there's a man you want to piss off. (laughs) That's a man you want to get on the wrong side of. Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) No one's slapping him. (laughs) Legend. How am I doing for time? Oh, coming up on the 24 minutes. Hi, there's your borderline, my friends. So next one's going to be from the road, hopefully. Look out for that, back on a regular schedule. Thank you to every subscriber. Thank you to every viewer. Thank you to everyone who's sharing this podcast. I appreciate you all. Um, I really do. Uh, There'll be more of this coming. And uh, it's Easter Sunday, as I record this. So if if you're hearing it on the day, I have a very pleasant Easter weekend to you all. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. Cheers.